Hello, welcome to Pass the Oxcord. I'm Kate Carlson, your co-host, and I'm a Red Hot Chili Peppers super fan and news editor at CM Life. And I'm Jordan Harmony, and um, over winter break, I once again saw Academy Is, and it was awesome. What? Now I have the lead singer's signature tattooed on my body. <gasps> it's a lot less weird Gasp. than it sounds, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, I asked him to write out... Uh, Asked me to write out an album title. Asked me to write out Santi because it's my favorite album. Mm -hmm. And I've met him twice before. And I was like, yeah, this might seem a little weird. He's like, no, I actually remember you. So that was actually really cool. That's um, super cool. Yeah, no, he was like, oh, I remember you were in uh, your Grand Rapids. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I was. And Dang. so I had him write it out. And that was the one thing where he made fun of me on Instagram for. <laughs> because you're like, you got so nerdy. He, he signed your reporter book. Literally all she had on her apparently was her reporter notebook. So... I mean, that just True makes me a really good journalist. I also forgot to mention, for those of you tuning in for the first time, I am a news editor along with Kate Carlson. Totally just jumped over that. Totally. Um, You see, I prioritize like what's important <laughs> to me, and it was like... Clearly not this the job. The fact that like, I've met the band versus like my job in life, which, like, you know... Keeps you fed. It, what keeps <laughs> me fed versus like what I spend 95% of my money on. Oh, Anyways, no, same. So the theme for this week is we're taking it a little bit differently than what we usually do. We're doing, how would you describe it? It's modern day bands that have been described, or sorry, yeah, inspired okay. by yeah. bands? Yeah, okay, so I feel kind of bad because I did this very broadly and more shitty than I planned because even though it was my idea that I pitched to Jordan, but basically what I tried to do and what I kind of explained to her was that we were going to try to find like older, like quote, like, classic bands from, like, I guess, when, what our parents were listening to when they were growing up, and we kind of tried to find, like, what's the new spin on this, like, that's popular now, like, kind of thing, or what kind of inspired that I now. Think it's funny, and I kind of take, I, I don't take <laughs> offense, but I think it's funny how you describe it as, like, our parents' music, and you're like, look at all these old music, I'm like, that's literally, like, what's on, like, my Spotify, like, most played. No, like, no, seriously, like, same, but... <laughs> You know what I mean, kind of, like... No, I know, yeah. No, it's like how you're making fun of me earlier today for, like, <laughs> disco. And I was like, listen... No, I think... I disco. seriously think it's adorable. Like, disco's not my thing, but I just think it's cute that you like it. I don't know why. I well, think it's funny. segmenting in from disco, not necessarily. Same era. Um, I guess I'll okay. lead off this, uh, this episode. But, um, so, you know... I'm just going to lead into it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, you remember Uptown Funk, right? Yes. Okay. That was Mark Ronson is, like, the artist, and Bruno Mars, like, featured on that album. Mm -hmm. um, they had a whole album that was released. Really enough, it was released in 2015. It feels like Uptown Funk was so long ago. Yeah, that's super but weird. the album Uptown Special, at least according to Spotify, uh, came out in 2015. Uh, like, a few, like, in a few months, it will be, like, it's, like, year anniversary, I think. What? Not sure. I didn't technically check that up. But, um, yeah, no, so Mark Ronson wrote all these songs, and then he paired yeah. with um, all of these artists to sing for him, and he mm -hmm. just played, I think he played bass and just, like, backing vocals. But, uh, like I said, the album's called Uptown Special, and it really has this, like, 70s funk vibe to it, if you listen to the whole thing. Uh, like, 70s funk, 70s R&B. So I am comparing uh, Mark Ronson featuring Mystical. It's called Feel Right, and I am comparing that to uh, James Brown. <laughs> And particularly James Brown's song, Get Up Off That Thing. <laughs>
So, uh, like I said, the Mark Ronson one uh, with Mystical Feel Right, the first one I played. Um, that came out in 2015, and mm-hmm. I thought it was funny that you kind of, like, not, you were like, <laughs> all right, which one is this, the, like, 60s one or the, all right, James Brown, oh, God, okay, I'm going to sound like so bad, but I kind of forget when most of his stuff came out. No, you're fine. I'm bad about that, too. Wait, I'm going to that album right now, because it sounds, like, so bad that, like, I don't actually know when, but anyways, he was, like, I think it was, like, 60s, 70s, I'm bad at that, but, um, yeah, no, I, it's total inspiration. The whole album kind of sounds like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've obviously heard of Uptown Funk. Yeah, Everyone yeah, has. Yeah. Um, but the whole album kind of maintains that whole, like, 70s, mm-hmm. like, vibe, the R&B vibe. And honestly, it's, like, it's a neat sort of modern take on the genre. And, I don't know, I found it on accident cleaning my house one time. No, you know what it was? I found this song. There's a new movie coming out with... Um, Ryan Gosling in it, and he <laughs> plays, like, a detective from the 70s, and this was in the trailer, and I was like, wow, I was like, I think this is a James Brown song I know, and it turned out to be, like, it's Mark funny. Ronson and Mystical, and I was like, this is so weird that this is the same album that Uptown Funk is on. That's, like, seriously throwback, though, like, it sounds like the, like the same era as the old, quote, old one you played or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's cool, though. Yeah, I like so it. I thought that was pretty neat, but yeah, yeah the whole, like, 70s vibe is sort of, like... My deal. Yeah. So I feel that. But what's your next song that you? Okay. Um, I'm picking "Cry Baby" by Cage Elephant from their newest album that just came out. Which one was that? Uh, "Tell Me I'm Pretty." Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it sounds kind of like the, like older Beatles stuff. I don't. I guess I didn't really pick like a specific song, but it just reminded me a lot of the Beatles. <laughs> Yeah, um, am I crazy, or does this, like, really sound like the Beatles? No, 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 I, I like definitely, when you started playing that, you said you didn't have any in mind, but immediately I thought of the, like, the 10-second mark in, like, Paperback Writer, mm-hmm. um, where they have that sort of, like, twangy guitar, and I also thought yes. the opening of, like, Day Tripper, as if, like, those two had just, like, smashed together and had a baby, and that baby was Crybaby. Yeah. I can definitely <laughs> see that, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I think the vocals really, like, sound like the Beatles, too, though. Like, the way they sing in that song, I feel like they don't usually sound that way. It just sounds a little more... It was, yeah, like that them. felt, like, very, like... I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it other than, like, whiny 60s. Yeah, like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the definite, just, like, tone of voice where they just very, just, like, nasally. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I liked it a lot, though. Does the rest of the album sound like that? The rest of the album kind of has that vibe, but I feel like each song's like a little like different spin on it kind of thing. But yeah, that one really stood out to me, and I was like, like I was talking about it with my sister for a while. I'm like, it sounds just like the Beatles. It's so weird, but yeah, I really like the song. Um, I feel like they also get a lot of their influences from uh, Nirvana and Kurt Cobain. Like, I feel like the lead singer just reminds me a lot. Um, Matt Schultz reminds me a lot of Kurt Cobain, and I feel like they have similar, um, like, vocals and stuff like that, too, aside from the Beatles. That was just kind of a 
side thing that I noticed about them, too. Well, the Beatles were definitely, like, a big springboard for a lot of artists. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, no. I mean, I actually, funnily enough, am going to jump off of that with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Comparing the Beatles during their um, whole revolver phase, like right when they were really getting into like LSD, it was like the album right before. <laughs> it was the album right before Sgt. Pepper's, I believe, if I'm correct. They used to be like a Beatles Magic super fan. Mystery. No, 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 no. no. Um, but I think it was Revolver. Ooh, now you're making me second guess myself. But I thought it I went know. Revolver and then Sgt. Pepper's. But you, because then I thought Magical Mystery Tour was after that. It was like I don't know. I'm pretty bad with like the dates of when stuff came out and all that jazz oh hang on wait wait haha i was right okay revolver came out in 66 figures and sergeant peppers came out in 67 and magical mystery tour also came out in 67 um but so yeah i had a point and my point was (laughs) was that the beatles uh that era where like they started getting into more like psychedelic drugs yeah whole like concepts um reminds me a lot of tame impala Mm -hmm. and specifically there's one song uh, Lucidity, that reminds me a lot of Tomorrow Never Knows, specifically by the Beatles. What's the song called, Jordan? Lucidity. Lucidity. Okay. Yeah. They all have that same, like I said before, like that whiny, like nasal <laughs> 60s tone. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of a fan of that. I Me, mean, I am too. Um, you can definitely, like, there comes to a point where especially it's like if you listen to, like, songs from that time, you can get yeah. real annoyed real fast <laughs> with there's, like, no tone change whatsoever and everybody's just at that same pitch and you're like, all right, I need a little <laughs> bit of variance here before I just throw my computer across the room. But, yeah, no, so... No, I like it. I like that whole, I feel like you can kind of just tell, like, whenever a song is from that era, like you were saying, just because they all kind of, like, have that vibe to them, but, no, I like it. Um, I like the background music, too, like, there's kind of, you can see, like, a lot of that, and, like, um, I don't know, just, like, the twangy, like, sound in the back, like, I feel like you can hear that a lot. Of the Beatles? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And both of them, yeah. That was really when they started heavily experimenting with, like, sitars and stuff. Yeah. That was, like, right before they went to India or whatever, recorded the, well, I shouldn't say right before, they had two albums, but it was before they went to India and recorded, like, the White Album, and they played around a lot with, like, sitars and mandolins and stuff. That was when they started getting just real, they were, like, well, that, but (laughs) they were, like, I appreciated it because that kind of brought in, like, a more diverse type of sound because prior to then they had just really been that whole, like, pop type of, like, boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really were, like, the first boy band, would yeah. you say. <laughs> the original boy like, band the original was the Beatles. Boy band. <laughs> like, I mean, you think about it, it's, like, how, like, people, like, girls act, like, I shouldn't say just say girls, but girls, boys, whoever, whatever you identify <laughs> as, people act uh, with, like, One Direction, 
and like following them around the whole like concert stadium yeah. tours and stuff like that. It was like exactly, a cult following. It's definitely it's, a cult following. Yeah. Both for One Direction, for the Beatles. I'm not saying One Direction is the Beatles. No, she did saying, not say she did I'm not, not equate the that. No. Are One Direction. They are completely different. I'm just noting a similarity in fan bases and just level of teenage engagement. Yes. Essentially, is what I'm saying. Yeah, don't mistake that statement. <laughs> she's like she's good people. I mean, listen, Zayn Malik is, is pretty cool, but I mean, I don't know, man. But anyways, what what would you say would be your next song? Okay, this is really, like, not focused at all, but I was kind of trying to, like, focus on, like, Jimi Hendrix. I've been really into him right now, like, going back and listening to his music, and I, like, watched his whole Netflix documentary thing, so I've randomly... What? They have one uh, Netflix documentary? Yeah, yeah, they have uh, a documentary of him on Netflix, so I was, like, getting really into that over the last few weeks, so... Um, my favorite song by him is Castles Made of Sand, um, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers actually covered that as well, which I thought was really cool. Um, first time I heard it was not by him, it was by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, of course, so then I went back and, like, tried to figure out, like, where all of their covers came from, so that kind of led me to listening to Jimi Hendrix, um, and I think that's kind of an interesting way to, like, get into, like, an artist is by listening to, like, one of your favorite bands and what they cover, and, like, going back. Like, have you ever experienced that at all? Oh, yeah, no, no, for certain. Or, like, I'll do the opposite, where it's, like, because my mm-hmm. parents were really into, like, 70s, or whatever, I'll hear somebody cover a song that, like, I know, like, I'll hear somebody cover, like, a Beatles song, or, yeah. you know, I heard somebody cover Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen the other day, and I was like, <laughs> wow, I actually kind of like this cover, and so, like, I went, and, like, I found a whole new artist because of it, so mm-hmm. I kind of did, like, the flip. The opposite. Yeah, yeah. But so, what what song are you comparing to Jimi Hendrix? Um, I was comparing uh, Jimi Hendrix and like talking about how he's been like a huge influence on the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, and I was kind of like looking into that a little bit. And they all I don't know if it's all of them, but I think it's a lead singer and Flea have like a tattoo of Jimi Hendrix's face on them. So I thought that was kind of funny. And then um, I don't know. I was kind of surprised that the Red Hot Chili Peppers didn't even just like turn into a whole tribute band just because of him as I was like going through all of their music. Um, and I just like realized how many people uh, Hendrix inspired. Um, and then I was also looking into a little bit newer, I guess, music that he, I thought like um, had inspired was from the Black Keys. Um, so I'll play one of their songs. The Black Keys. Yeah. Little black submarines operate please. I really need to get back into them. I haven't honestly listened to anything from Okay, yeah, I literally, I just kind of played a few Black Keys songs, and I really pick one, um, but I feel like they kind of have that same... It's that fuzzy like, guitar sound, Yeah, that's what it is, is. It reminds me a lot of, like, anytime I hear, first off, anytime I hear, like, that kind of noise now on the radio, I almost know immediately that it's a Black Keys song. Mm-hmm. You can definitely tell. Yeah. There's just, there's something about it that just has that type of, like, charm. 
Um, but yeah, I definitely feel that same like fuzzy guitar vibe that you mm -hmm. get when you listen to Hendrix or really any type of guitar music from that. Yeah, era. for sure. It's just like uh, pretty simple to. I don't want to say simple because it's like. I don't know. I feel like they're musical geniuses, but I don't know. It's just like so. I don't know. It's really like moving though, and I just feel like I do, I don't know. I can just see like where they got inspired from Hendrix on that in both cases, but um, specifically for the Black Keys on this one. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought it was funny you mentioned that they have the Red Hot Chili Peppers because you were saying that the Red Hot Chili Peppers were also inspired by mm -hmm. Hendrix. Yeah. I think it's funny that you mention um, that they have a tattoo of Jimi Hendrix <laughs> on them because I'm not kidding you. My The one that I'm using is one of my last uh, comparisons comparing Frank Sinatra to Panic at the Disco, particularly like the new nice. Panic at the Disco album that just came out, I think it was like last week, week ago. Anyways, their lead singer, Brendan Neary, has a tattoo of Frank Sinatra on his bicep. <laughs> it's like how much he loves Frank Sinatra. That's so I just cool. thought that was funny because I would never, all right, I love a lot of things. Like, you know me. Yeah. I love like Star Wars. <laughs> I love like, I would never consider ever getting like Luke Skywalker tattooed on my <laughs> bicep. Like, that's just weird to me. Like, I. Pretty dedicated. I was going to say, that's, that's dedication on a level that like I'm never going to reach. <laughs> Anyways, I want to compare. Um, First off, I just need to reserve my reservations. I actually don't like this album that they just came out with. There's a couple of songs I dig. Yeah. I'm not totally a fan. And you can tell there's a there's different artists that he samples. There's one song on the album called Don't Threaten Me With A Good Time. Mm -hmm. Literally sounds exactly like the opening of Rock Lobster by the B-52s. <laughs> um, and then this song, the song in the album titled uh, Death of a Bachelor. Yeah. Um, you can totally tell it's very like Sinatra with his vibe, and that was the one that I think uh, I'm gonna play for you right now. Cool beans. Do I look lonely? I see the shadows on my face. People have told me. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Rachel was saying that it sounded more like Buble, like he was trying to sound Buble-ish. Yeah. Um, Buble is like the bridge between Panic and Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I know that he, Bernie Periscopes a lot. I've like mm -hmm. seen that on my Tumblr. I don't follow him at all. Um, but... He, like, admitted to literally, like, trying to be, like, Sinatra, like, on this album. It's, like, too forced, like, in this yeah. song. I don't know. I just, I really don't like it. There's, like I said, there's a couple of songs that I like off the album. Don't mm -hmm. Threaten Me With A Good Time. Um, okay. I think the other one is, oh, God, I can't remember. Emperor's New Clothes. That was another single off mm -hmm. of there that I kind of like. But uh, I thought it was funny when I started playing it, you immediately made a face, and you're like, this is, this is Panic of the Disco? Yeah, I was and, like, this is not right. Like, they're known for, like, severely changing genres, like, in between really? their albums. But, like, this was, they're jumping from, it was, like, the one before this, they tried to do this, like, dance club sort of, like, Vegas scene was, like, mm -hmm. the theme for the album. Um, it's called Too Weird to Live, Too Rare to Die. And... It like it was good. There was I liked a lot more songs of that, and then they just like nosedived into this <laughs> weird like 
I don't know what you would even describe This is it like as. too forced, like trying to, they're literally just trying to sound like Frank Sinatra. I don't know. I don't know what the other songs sound like. I haven't really, like, I think I listened to the single mm-hmm. on this one on the radio, but that's pretty much it. All the songs sound, the one, my one issue with this album is that all the songs sound completely different. So oh, okay. it sounds like a completely, like when you listen to albums, you usually can identify like okay like I can hear what they were trying to do here but it's like there's, yeah. they're just so each song on this album is so disjointed it almost really feels weird. like he recorded a bunch of singles and was mm-hmm. like all right well I have 15 tracks just sitting that's on my the computer whole point at home. like let's just smash them together and do an album that's and the whole like, point of coming up with an album and producing an album like it's got to tell like a story like you should be able to like listen to it all the songs in order, in my opinion, anyway. I don't know. Because, I mean, there are, like, concept albums that are out there. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know, Sgt. Pepper's, Pink Floyd's, like, mm-hmm. The Wall or whatever. There's, like, that legitimately tell a story through song. But I feel like you may not necessarily need, like, that, but you at least need some type yeah. of identifying sound that you can, like, carry through the album. And, I don't know, it just really, it annoys me when I can't find that central sound. Yeah. Or that central, like, theme. For sure. Um, but... Anyways, that's just my yeah, two cents. What so what are you, what's your last song of the day? <laughs> okay, I was trying to... This is really weird. I don't know if this is actually going to be, be my song or not, but I was listening to Can I Kick It by Tribe Called Quest, and... I love Tribe Called Quest. Continue. Me too. Sorry. I'm obsessed with them. And then um, I realized that they, like, sampled the beginning of their song from Lou Reed. Ooh, far out. One of his songs. So, yeah, that was really weird. And I don't really, like... I don't really listen to Lou Reed. Like, I'm not really that well-versed in like that. Like, the but glam I, rock, like, Yeah, era. no, like, that's not really me. Or at least I haven't been, like, exposed to it, really, so I don't know. But I thought that was really, really funny. And then, um, also, this is really random as well. Mac Miller references Tribe Called Quest in, like, a few of his songs. Like, he doesn't, like, I don't think he, like, like lyrically is inspired. Yeah, like, like, lyrically, like, like, he, in one of his songs, um, he says, microphone, check, one, two, what is this, like, kind of thing. And he just, like, makes these little things. And most people probably don't pick up on it, honestly, who listen to Mac Miller, I would assume, anyway. And then I, like, saw that. I thought it was really funny. I think it's funny that you did choose Tribe Called Quest. <laughs> I was going to use Tribe Called Quest on one of mine to compare him to uh, Band TV on the radio. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I can but, see that. No. So, anyways, sorry. You just... Yeah. Let you jam. So this was more of a sample that I just found and I thought was interesting. Like, I'm pretty sure that they weren't super, like, influenced from Lou Reed, but I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was kind of cool. Was awesome. No, I'm not. I, I, I don't <laughs> Got know. Got a problem with some Lou Reed up in here? I no. love that No, but Jordan, did you say they reminded you of TV on the radio? Yeah, too? yeah. TV on the radio has a song called DLZ. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's that same sort of, I likened 
DLZ more to um, Electric Relaxation by Chuck Oh, okay, Class. yeah. And it's just that more just, like, chill back, like, just, I don't even know how really to describe it. Their songs are so repetitive. Like, I love them, but they're just very... Tribe like, Quest is definitely that type of artist yeah. where you can, like, chill to. You yeah, just, just, like, kind of background it. music, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, It's definitely... I put on Tribe Called Quest when, like, I'm doing reading for, mm-hmm. like, anything or, like, any type of homework, and I'm, like, by myself. It's, like, it's just nice to, like, have them on in the background. Yeah, I like it. But I think it's funny because Tribe Called Quest and Lou Reed, it's just, it's so... It's so weird. ...different, but <laughs> it really goes together, and I, I definitely appreciate that. In a weird way, it does. Like, I was listening to the song, like, I don't really listen to them that much at all, but I was like, oh, yeah, I can I can see this for sure. And then I started listening to Tribe Called Quest, but it's, like, very different, but yet you can still see kind of, like, a sort of a common theme there. Right, no. Um, yeah. I think it's, like, especially, that's, like, the mark of, like, a really good artist is mm-hmm. when they can bridge things that, like, you would never think would belong together. Yeah. But, like, they do. And it's my pet peeve when people try to do, like, mashups like that. And mm-hmm. it just, it sounds like they just layered the tracks on top of one another and just hit so, play. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so. no, I feel like if you can do that really well, that's definitely, it's a sign that you're, mm-hmm. you're pretty talented, so. It's pretty cool. Well, I think that's all we got for this week. But, uh, yeah, I think so, too. Is there anything you're listening to? Uh, right now, um, I was trying to get into the David Bowie after not really being a fan and then that whole thing blew up um and I haven't really gotten into him that much uh, I try to give it a chance so still working on that so my friend made me a playlist of like apparently all of his like best songs so mm-hmm. still I'm still getting through that if you have any suggestions let me know let's I forget it's the album that let's dance is on it's like let's dance china girl and modern love they're all in the same album and I'm looking it up right now but that's one of my favorites by him, hang on, it is, uh, go to album, I look up everything on Spotify system, <laughs> yeah, I think it's just called Let's, no, I think it's just called David Bowie, is like, it's the self-titled album, or I think it's either called Let's Dance, one of the two, anyways, really good, I appreciate that album a lot, and he, I think it's funny, did you like Lou Reed from what you listened to him? Yeah, I did. Like, I, I didn't listen to that much, but what I listened to, I did like. Okay, because they, they were both in that, like, whole, like, glam rock scene. Yeah, so it's yeah. David Bowie, uh, Lou Reed, Queen, um, trying to think, like, T-Rex, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely tell um, the little Bowie that I did listen to. I was like, oh, yeah, this also sounds like Lou Reed. Everything's, yeah, no. everything's falling together. The further so back. I realized this way too late. <laughs> <laughs> the further back you get, the more wacky Bowie himself becomes, which yeah. I think is really interesting, really dig. His whole uh, Ziggy Stardust phase mm-hmm. is like a huge influence on me as a child. Um, you know, Ziggy Stardust, Spiders from Mars, solid, solid <laughs> time. Um, but yeah, no, so I too have been listening to Bowie, but uh, I mean, sort of retroactively, just sort of like, hey, yeah. I haven't listened to this in a while, and now nah, it's pretty sad that, you know, he's passed. Yeah. So, sad. We lost him and Alan oh Rickman gosh. in the same week, and they were both sixty nine. And you know, Donald Trump is sixty nine. So, so I mean, I mean, I'm looking at my watch right now, and I'm wondering how much longer we gotta wait. But I mean, it, whatever happens, <laughs> happens. So that's my whole two cents on the thing. 
But uh, yeah, no. So I'm also just listening to Bowie, and I have yeah. I'm on the hunt. I'm in between genres. Same. Right now. Yeah, like I always listen to like the top forty alternative songs too. Um, I've been kind of listening to like more uh, Cold War Kids. They have like new stuff out right now, but nothing too. Yeah, I've just been browsing Spotify yeah, playlists, like trying pretty to find much. anything, but that's just been a bust. So Give if us you guys something. have recommendations that you'd love to shoot us on Twitter at at past the Oxcord, or sorry, past, past that, that Oxcord. Um, we would love to hear from you. Uh, similarly, if you would like to be a guest on the show, love to have you. Uh, just add us on our Twitter and. We will get right on responding to you. Yeah, we have this beautiful third microphone that is going unused right now. Yeah, so we have we have a pretty cool setup right now. I legit feel like a DJ, honest to God. Yeah, we this got is these nice. Microphones, pretty nice. Anyhow, um, <laughs> so once again, I'm Jordan Harmony, news editor for CM Life. Kate Carlson, also news editor at CM Life. And uh, yeah, don't forget to uh, you like what you hear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow CM Life on Facebook, Twitter. We also have an Instagram at CM Life Photo. Um, you can check us out on any of our podcasts. We also have our Raven Geeks, our Gridiron Guys. I don't know if our wrestling podcast is back up. Not sure. Yeah. Um, we're going to be starting a couple new podcasts as well this semester. So yeah, look forward to that. Yeah, listen up. Um, read the damn paper as well. It's always online too. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>